everybody. It is March 17th, 2022. It's the Dave and Jeff Show. We're back. St. Patrick's Day. Jeff's back from being out of town for how many days? 10 days were you gone? No, uh, six. Oh, Jesus. I can't count for shit. Has it only been six? Yeah. We were here. I think we were here last Thursday. Was it? No. Or Wednesday. Wednesday. But yeah. Left Friday back uh, back Wednesday. And uh, God damn. Well, nothing happened here while you were gone. No, literally. <laughs> like, it's, it's, man, it's so fun when you get off the plane and crazy couple of days up there, a lot of fun. And, and I get off the plane and I call Palais. Like, hey, man, just checking in, just landing, what's going on? Oh, didn't you hear? I go, no. Oh, Freddie Freeman just signed with the Dodgers. I'm like, all right, well, good seeing you. Talk to you later, jerk. And uh, and then. And Hosmer tells everyone he loves Kansas City oh, more than San Diego. Oh, my God. How about that? And then today, bunch of changes going on. All, all fine. Yeah. But a little challenging and exciting and terrifying at the same time. Some some changes at uh, at Upper Deck and that impact me and Jimmy Hughes and and all our guys. And we'll all be cool, but we're all a little freaked out tonight. And um, as we all assume a bunch of new responsibilities, but it's an amazing company and and our management team treats us all insanely well. So we're we're very thankful for that. But I've been so busy, Dave, in meetings all day and trying to get caught up after being out of the office for a week that I get in here tonight and I'm like, hey, how's your bracket going? Because we're in that tournament. And you go, ah, San Diego State lost. And I'm like, what? (laughs) What? (laughs) Are you surprised they lost? Like, in your bracket, I did have San Diego State winning in mine today. I had to pick them to win, Dave. I just, I got to pick them I had them losing Saturday against Kansas. Yeah, I did. But they had to win today, right? Yeah. Well... I mean, they were, weren't they the 13th seed, though? No, they were. Uh, they oh, were, no, they were. Yeah, no, they were no, nine. no. Yeah, nine, eight, nine matchup, yes, right? Yes, eight, nine matchup. Um, so, yeah, close, right? Dave, I, fucking Creighton, for Christ's sakes. No, I got you. I didn't, I didn't watch yeah. enough Aztec basketball this year to have an educated point of you view You know what? It. The thing that hurt them, I'll tell you this, is to save a little bit of time. They missed free throws. That's yeah. what they did all season long. They had trouble with free throws when you needed them most. God, man. It just, look, I, I don't know. I, I. Driving into Carlsbad today, and I, dude, I tell you, I freaking love Elston. I do. Elston, to me, was so good today. I, I love the conversation that Ben, Steve, and Craig have. Uh, anytime those guys are just talking Padres, it's yep. so good. It's just, I love when, I like Schaefer and, and John talking baseball. Darren talks baseball so well. Ello and Tony, right? But, what happened to Schaefer now? Guy, nobody loves the Aztecs more than that Penn State guy. I don't know Schaefer for shit. I'll just tell you right now. I hear he's a really nice guy. Yeah, that's why I've heard. But too. over the talk blowjobs on this Aztec team, dude, really bad. Yeah, really yeah. bad. Um, well, Ornberger, you know those guys too. Another Penn State guy. Yeah, yeah. So, <laughs> uh, I love those two dudes. I love Rich. I love Steve. I I can't take that show. Uh, sorry, good dudes, but whatever. Um. But Elston, Ben, and and Steve today talking about this was just so good because when you've been gone for a week and you're trying to get caught up on what happened and Craig really laid out the CBT and the challenges and when he said the reason the pods are up against it was because they signed Daniel Hudson, I go, oh, damn, Craig. Yeah, you know what team is on this year, right? 
No, where'd he end up? It's on the Dodgers. Good. <laughs> My point is, the guy that fucked you now plays for the team you hate the most. Yeah, I just, um, um, when you said that, when you told me last night, I get into this Uber, and the only time I use an Uber is uh, going back and forth to the airport, right? Yeah. This dude last night, just the coolest guy. He was like, how you doing? I'm like, you a baseball fan? He's like, nah. I'm like, well, all right. I'm glad I could talk to you about, you know, I just like talking to those guys about what they do. But I'm like, God damn it. Good golly, Miss Molly, right? It's a great case of Kaysen would say. And I don't know. I thought Elston summed it up beautifully today when he said, uh, Preller is in a corner, then he painted himself in. Exactly right. Those and, are the key words. He put himself in this corner. And I thought Tom Krasovic wrote a really good column the other day in the Union Tribune saying, hey, this is on Preller. Yeah. Like this team, I mean, we get into Tatis and everything else, but uh, you're, you're, you've been prepping for this season for seven years or whatever the, the time frame is. And you should be able to absorb an injury, even an injury to a major impact player like Tatis. And Tom used the analogy of uh, of the Atlanta Braves a year ago, losing yeah, the uh, entire outfield. Yeah, losing Acuna and losing Ozuna. Yeah, Ozuna, and being able to go out and you know Tom alluded to the depth they had in the farm system. Well, they made some pretty good trades that worked out for them yeah. as well. But they made the right moves. They did. You got Solaire. You got Jock Peterson. You got Rosario. Yeah. I mean, you made the right moves. And I feel like they picked up an arm or two as well. But yeah, man, I, I just, David sucks. It just sucks. And I don't know. Maybe, look, the last time we were here, yeah. Wednesday night, there was no labor deal. Yeah, and that's I remember, right. That's crazy. Remember, All this has happened since he's been gone. Yeah. And I remember there was a point of the show where we just kind of said, all right, there's no deal tonight. Watch them get a deal done tomorrow. Yeah. And they did. So who knows, Dave? Maybe we get lucky and tomorrow he flips Hosmer and, and does something else. But, man, it, it it's okay. a little tough to be excited right now if you're a Pods fan. So here's the question for you. I'll, I'll ask mm -hmm. you real quick about Hosmer. Because I'm one of those guys that believes if anyone accepts Hosmer, it shows you they aren't competing also. Okay? Yeah. So let's say they get rid of Hosmer, but they're going to pay 70% of the contract. Mm -hmm. We'll just throw a number out there. Does that money still go against the Padres' salary? It has to, right? Yeah, I would think. So the big news is that, you know, do you go over that luxury tax? I think a lot of people don't realize. Some do, some don't. I mean, it seems like the people that seem to attack me when Freeman signed with the Dodgers. Oh, yeah, well, look how much money you spent. Well, you guys were number two. Only two yeah. teams went over the luxury tax. It yeah. was the Dodgers and the Padres. Yeah. So you, when you drop that line, understand what you're saying. Again, this comes down to Preller, which to me goes to Pete. I mean, in Pete Sidler, you got to wake up. I don't mm -hmm. care how much you like somebody, whether they're getting the job done it's or not. Has through 26. It's insane. It's insane. Stop yeah. with the hot lava, all the bullshit, and the crazy GM names, and all the stuff that goes with it. You have nothing to show for it. Yeah. And right now, to me, watching as you're building momentum going towards a world championship, because everyone was so excited after 2020, and the best mm -hmm. players are only hitting their prime, this season right now feels over. This season feels over, and it feels over because going into the season, you don't have a catcher. Mm -hmm. You don't have a first baseman. You don't yeah. have a shortstop, the best shortstop. You don't have him. Yeah. You don't have a left fielder, and you don't have a DH. Yeah. You don't have Nelson Cruz that everybody was talking about you could get for $10 million. Other than that, how'd you like to play, Mrs. Lincoln? <laughs> that's, that's, this is where you use the line. Yeah. You're 100% right. Other yeah. than that. 
Well, and you're relying on uh, Clevenger yeah. coming back from Tommy John. And, and great. Lamette's hurt. Always hurt. Uh, Paddock has some kind of fucking problems. Yeah, not even projected to be in the top five right now, starting rotation. Yeah, Gore is the question. Yeah, yeah. and again, there's so many questions for a team that a year ago was a top yeah. three team by Vegas odds to win the World Series. Now, uh, Darvish will be interesting. Snell rallied at the end. Yeah. Musgrove was pretty solid for you as a three. So then you start looking at it and you go, all right, well, if I heard Bryce Miller today singing the praises of the pitching staff, and I love Bryce, but Dave, my focus tends to be on what your focus is with this team because you pointed out last night, and a lot of others did, that when you look at the everyday, and it's no longer even the everyday eight, with the universal DH, when yep. you look at the everyday nine, yep. for the Dodgers, it's pretty great. Now, I'll say this as a baseball fan, and and Dodgers go out and get that deal done for Freddie Freeman. Yep. And when you look at the one, two, three of Mookie Betts, Trey Turner, and then Freddie Freeman, that's insane, right? That's insane. Now, I look at the guys that fill rows four through nine. Yep. All solid impact starters across the game, but I feel like I've looked at maybe Yankee lineups or other lineups where you go, yeah, really, maybe it's the top six, right? Yeah. Like I said, I'm, I don't mean that insulting to the Dodgers or their fan base at all, but I look at it and I go, okay, um, one, two, and three, right? Where you go, all right, well, if, if Tatis is healthy and Machado's healthy, and then you start looking at it, you go, all right, well, Cronenworth is going to fit in there somewhere. We like that. But then I start looking and I go, but all the rest of these slapdicks are mistakes made by Preller. Yeah. Myers isn't a guy that's going to excite anybody. That's a Preller guy. Yep. Hosmer is a Preller guy. Yep. Right? You don't have anybody in left field. You're right. Grisham excite anybody? No. Uh, so then you start looking and you go, catcher? You got 19 different catchers, right? Nola, he fire anybody up? I, I guess there's still a reason to be excited by Camposano, but for me, what I've seen in baseball, what I've always paid attention to in baseball, and, and you know this better than anything, or better than anybody, is the guys that end up being an impact player for you usually make that, uh, that climb at a steady pace, and they get to the bigs, and it may take them a little bit to get their legs under them, but then they start to make a contribution. And I use a guy like Tatis, and you can use guys across baseball, younger players, Acuna, right? These special yeah. guys, Mike Trout, others. Special guys. Yeah. And when guys come up and they hit 111 out of the gate or their ERA is 7 out of the gate, I don't know. I guess you could probably find examples, Dave, but I don't know a whole lot of them. Where all of a sudden, I mean... Using football, Troy Aikman was 1-15 his first year and then yeah. won three Super Bowls, so I get it. But I, I, it's hard for me to believe that Camposano is going to become the next Mike Piazza. Yeah. And and now Hassel, C.J. Abrams, who knows what they'll be. But, yeah, tonight, looking at that window, looking at where they are, and I flash back to this show at the end of last season when I said I don't, like this move 
But the move this team might have to make is looking at a way to move Machado to get financial flexibility and be able to move forward. And everybody lost their mind. Yeah, they did. Minnesota Twins just traded Josh Donaldson to the Yankees, who assumed $50 million of that. Machado has the right to opt out after next year. If he doesn't like where this thing's going and there's a marketplace for yep. him, and considering the numbers the guys are signing for right now, he could just be a walkaway guy. I sure as fuck wouldn't trade him tonight, but I don't know where you go, man. I just don't know where. And look, maybe they swing a big deal and get rid of Hosmer and get get. Don't you think if they could possibly do that, they would have done it? Yeah. I mean, that's the thing. We well, that's all the point Craig made. Okay, yeah, they would have done it. Yeah. So, I'm sorry, I didn't hear Craig. Sorry, Craig. Craig's point was the 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 lockout probably impacted a lot of people, and A.J. Preller is probably at the top of that list because Craig's point was that for Preller to find a way to get rid of one or both of those deals, he probably needed a full off season to, to yes. be working with teams and agents. It's a shame because Bob Melvin needed the time too. Yeah. And the pitching coach needed the time. Well, Tatis. Yeah. I mean, exactly. The Tatis surgery would have happened a long time ago. You know? Well, he, supposedly he broke that, that wrist or arm, whatever, um, two months ago. But that, that if, if you're ignoring what you're seeing with that story, boy, oh boy, you're blind as can be. That, to me, is the inmate running the asylum. Yeah, he literally cost you. Tatis literally cost the Padres, to me, 2022. To, to the point the Padres, I think, will be in such Man. bad shape this year on the direction they're going right now. And again, the season doesn't start today, but yeah. it starts pretty soon. Yeah. They don't be surprised if the Padres or the Oakland A's come to trade deadline. Because oh, can you imagine? Look at the guys whose contracts are yeah. worth trading. I mean, there's not someone out there to say, hey, we'll take Blake Snell. Yeah. We'll take Musgrove. We'll take Clevenger. Darvish. We'll take Clevenger. Yeah. There are guys out there that teams Pomerantz. are going to want to give them a run at the end of the year that might help rebuild your farm system. But now, how many years back of a step are you taking? You're not going to be competitive to win. Which, again, as a Padre fan, you're like, fuck, this isn't like all we do. Yeah. We just go in a circle. We go up, and then you go back down three more years. And it's it's insane. But to me, it all starts with Tatis. Because if Tatis is healthy right now, yeah, there's still hope. Yeah. You're still going. This still, right. this still with seven teams or six teams in, this is, still a play, yeah. this is a playoff team. Yeah. Now it doesn't feel like a playoff team. No, it feels... It, it, it feels like you're fighting with the Rockies for the, the spot behind the Dodgers and Giants. Yeah. I think as of now, yeah. Very disappointing. Especially after the, the Rockies. Maybe the Rockies saw that shit and going, we want Chris Bryant. We can make a run for either, for one well, of those teams. What a weird move there, though. Crazy-ass I mean, move. You let Story walk away. Yeah. Uh, you trade Arenado. But and he asked for it to be out, remember? I, yeah, a lot of people I got, but you didn't move him last year at the deadline. No, but, but it, he made it, he kind of became a cancer for the front office. But then Arenado and $50 million to the yeah. Cardinals, and then you turn around and sign yeah. Chris Bryant? Yeah. Like, that's really weird, right? Yes. Um, I, I, don't, I don't know. I don't get that. And there are but. so many things that it happened so fast and such big names, and I, I'm trying to think in my mind. I know it's never happened that I can remember. To have the NFL and Major League Baseball signing players left and right yeah. all over the fucking place at the same time. Yeah. It was one of those where, hey, I'm not going in. Like, but <laughs> fuck March Madness. I got to look at my phone all day. Um, the deal Suzuki got from the Cubs, which is another crazy. Where What are they doing, right? Getting rid of Freeman. And, the Cubs seem like they can't decide who they are. Right. So the money that they gave to Suzuki, I, I think... A lot of us probably looked at it and said, all right, go go take him. Yeah. 
I, I can't be upset. I, Dave, I'm not crazy upset that the pods didn't give that number to Schwarber. I don't, I don't think that's crazy. I don't, I'm, don't think a lot of us are upset that they didn't give that number to Chris Bryant, right? No. The, I think a lot of people wanted one of those guys, and Castellanos is the only guy that's left right now, right? Yeah, yeah. Here's the guy I would have signed if I was the pods. I would have given Jock Peterson the money. I mean, it's only $6 million. That's a bargain. So the He's going to hit 30 home runs this year. Is that three teams in three years for him? It's uh, No, it's four. It's Dodgers, Cubs, yeah. Braves, Giants. Braves. Yeah, but Giants get him for six. Do- one year, $6 million. Wow. One fucking year. Well, and again, the guy hits a shitload of home runs, strikes out a ton. Well, and Zahidi saw him a lot with the Dodgers yeah. when he, yeah. uh, Farhan Zahidi. Yeah. Hell, he's the only guy in baseball to win a World Series ring back to back years. Yeah. <laughs> Pretty good, right? I mean, he might be a guy you might want in your clubhouse. Yeah. I, uh, Six I, million to play left field. Now, if you bring back Tommy Pham over fucking Jock Peterson, you're out of your goddamn mind. I can't, I can't imagine they do that, which means they probably just <laughs> well, be but, before the show's up, it'll be done. Yeah. I And you know what? I just watch it, and the reason I watch it every day is, look, I'm going to watch from home. My kids can't watch from home because Bally Sports isn't on YouTube TV. But I, I have not invested $1 in a ticket, and I don't know yep. if I will or I won't. I don't know. I'm sure we'll go out to a game. But maybe Are not. Are you going to be lot. tempted for opening day just because it's no. opening day? No, you're out. No opening day. I'm out. Um, and so, yeah, I just I look at everything and I go, now that could change, right? Yeah. Guys that work get together and say, hey, we're going. And I'm kind of a you know, little bit of a big shot over there. So, <laughs> <laughs> imagine having that mindset. Just use the word big shot. We, we, we have a new girl joining our team on yeah. Monday. We're super excited. And we put a thing, a plaque at her desk. She doesn't even know she's walking into it. And the plaque says, I'm a bit of a big shot. <laughs> but it's positioned so anybody walking by in her cube, yeah. it's up high. And she's right on the way to the break room. Oh, that's funny. And she hasn't even started. But it, we put it there today. And we're going to make her leave that there. And she's so great. She's so full of personality. I think she'll love it. Um, and if not, well, yeah. You, Tell us company shot. policy. That you have to leave it up for at least one month. One year. <laughs> for the first one. Or, or, well, or at least for the two weeks until the next new guy starts. Yeah, start. that's it. We got new guys starting yeah. two weeks after after my friend Mel. I love it. And uh, she'll be great. And then uh, my buddy Dimitri starts in a couple of weeks, and then we'll push it to Dimitri's desk. But um, That's cool. Yeah, maybe with all the changes and yeah. added responsibilities, I might need opening day. But I, I feel so bad, Dave, for, for friends that are diehards and are season ticket holders. Exactly man. right. Well, especially, I mean, Padre baseball is what, if you're a sports fan, it's what you hang on to the most. By far the most important team in sport in San Diego. It's a big deal. It's been great to be talked about the last three years. And the reason is because of a guy like Fernando and and Machado and that combination of big names that people know. To finish 28 games out of first was uh, catastrophic last year. year. So you look at where they're at right now and you're going, man, Fernando, you kind of really fucked us here. And most major league contracts have, you can't ride motorcycles. Yeah. Now, I don't know anything about the Dominican. I hear it's great. All I know is a lot of people have told me in the last few days that tons of people use transportation through motorcycle in the Dominican. Mm. It's not uncommon. And to say you can't ride a motorcycle 
yeah, isn't fair to a guy like Fernando. But now it has to be one of those, yeah. Fernando, you got to figure something out. We're paying you, you know, shitload of money. I didn't buy a car till I was 24. All I did was ride motorcycles. Yeah. I had a, my first bike that I had was a Honda 250 belt drive, which was so fun. Rode so low to the ground, super maintenance. I crashed that thing all the time. Yeah, and you weren't making $344 million. No. And then uh, my next bike was a Honda 750 Nighthawk. Just a complete piece of shit. I'd have to bump start this thing all the time. And then a couple years ago, and, and Dave, this is what freaked me out. A couple years ago, I hadn't had a bike in years. But when my buddy passed away, Cheech, I, I was the only guy in the group that rode. And I inherited his Dyna Wide Glide, Harley. Yeah. Fucking monster bike. It was. Like, like, I mean, remember? You, yeah, you let, you let me get on top. It was, it was heavy as fuck, dude, that yeah. thing. Like a, it was like driving a pool table. It was. It, it was crazy. And look, I don't know what he was doing. I understand the rush of it because at 23 and 24, that's all I did. I just rode all day and no helmet, flying yeah. around and, and doing all that. But, man, you got to know right from wrong. And the problem that I have is that nobody in this organization is checking that guy. Well, you can't because of the lockout. You can't talk to him. No, but, Dave, it, it feels like it's been this way for a while. Well, the, the two idea months. Is, Two yeah, months. No, but the shoulder surgery. Yes. I mean, come oh, on. Dude, the injuries are normal for Fernando. Yeah. A a every year he's been hurt outside there, of the 60-game the season. There has to be a chain of command, and it feels like for me as a fan, the chain of command has him at the top. And Pete Seidler and Preller and, and Eric answer to him. You tell him. You're the employee. Yes. You still are. You're the employee. And You don't write us checks. We write you checks. Yeah. And I, I saw a clip that Kaplan had yesterday. And it was a part of the press conference where Fernando's talking about, oh, which accident and yeah, that time one? frame and, and all that. Man, I, I don't know if he, I didn't see the entire thing, so we're seeing it out of context. Man, I thought he came across really, really bad. And Scott said, makes him look like a punk. It does. And I can't argue with Scott on that, right? I can't. And that's not the guy. I would also say for Fernando... Right when you yeah. when you're looking to be an MVP one day, yeah, those kind of things how you how you conduct yourself. Yeah, the guys that have the votes pay attention to that, whether it's fair or not, they do. And this idea that you're going to kind of sit back and and a little bit of a chip on your shoulder, like, come on, man, come on, that goddamn Myers. <laughs> I mean, we got one year left of that dope, right? You but, think. Hell, it might sign into another extension. You yeah, think? Yeah, he'll get an eight-year, $200 million extension. I don't know. But, yeah, it's it's tough to be optimistic at this point. You know, I, I understand you what know, he says. As soon as he picked up the bat, he realized something was wrong when he came to spring training. Yeah. I mean, you didn't pick up a bat at all the last two months in the Dominican. Come on. You Come play all on. the time. You have that batting cage that cost <laughs> you $22 million, yeah. for Christ's sakes. You know, you swung the bat. You know it hurt. You can't find a doctor on your own. You can't go, shit, yeah, you know what? Yeah, this hurts. Yeah, this hurts. Every time I swing, it hurts. Yeah. Every time a loud bus goes by, it hurts. That's what made it click to my head was John Stossel. It hurts. And so you sit there and you go, fuck, Fernando. You, you just, you literally, you, you hurt the entire team by your actions. You're yeah. 23. Grow up. Yeah. Fuck, man, they're, they're treating you like an adult more than ever. You have the full franchise right there at your fingertips. You're the face of baseball. 
dude. In it so is, many ways. In so many ways. He's the Michael Jordan of the sport. Honest yeah. to God, he is. And you fucked this whole thing. Very disappointing. Uh, yeah, I mean, tough, very disappointing. So. And if the, the team does play poorly, man, everyone's, I think, going to sit there and go, hey, it wasn't our year. Instead of saying, God dang it, Fernando. Yeah. Bob Melvin. What do you think Bob Melvin thought? I, I just got this job. Yeah. And my well, best player fucking comes in broken. Uh, yeah, but then he can look and go, well, I could be in Oakland. Yeah, that's true. Or they're moving. Or Katze's like, why didn't someone tell me what the yeah. fuck's about to happen? Katze's just like, damn it. Let's put my Laker jersey back on. <laughs> um, yeah, no, Bob's okay. Bob got a raise and down here and in a competitive division. So, yeah, he'll be all right. I, I, I mean, then you watch. I mean, we talked about this. You, me, Costas, Stevie Woods were talking about this the other day. I mean, hell's going on with that? goddamn golf cart down there too yeah exactly. you imagine how close that thing was they, they need the benny hill theme for that <laughs> right right after the tatis news you have 80 guys in a golf cart it's complete fuckery down in peoria who's yeah. in charge andy green's like not me dave not on my watch <laughs> not on my watch dude I, honest okay so let me just ask you higher mm-hmm. up the ladder let's go you go preller you go grupner right and you go yeah. sidler yeah. It has to be Seidler first, right? To yeah. go, Preller, what the fuck's going on yeah. here, guys? Let's go. Because Eric's in charge of the business party. He's yeah. doing great. Eric yeah. gets a pass. Yeah. Eric can go walk into Seidler's office and goes, what the fuck's going on with the guy with yeah. the needs the comb? What's going on over here? This flea circus. What's going on? What's that kid doing? I can run this. Mike D told me I could run it. <laughs> Yeah, I don't know. Very, very, very disappointing. I'm excited baseball's back. I feel uh, I feel like we've been cheated already, though. I, I think Padre fans have every reason to be angry, but it seems like they aren't as frustrated as you and I are. Well, I'll tell you this. I I really do think it comes down to Pete and Point Loser. <laughs> Pete went to Aztec Games this year. Yeah, They're he done. Did. Loves the pods. Yeah. They're on shaky ground. And he was a Raider fan for one year. And things were terrible. Yeah. We got rid of them. They go right back to the playoffs. They get the hottest free agent coach in all the land, in Josh McDaniel. And then today, oh, did you happen to hear this, Pete? While you were down there swigging mimosas? Probably not even watching March Madness. Probably watching some documentary on the Oprah channel. Devontae Adams goes to the Raiders today. Number one wide receiver in the NFL. That's the rumor. Da 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 da. Sing it, Pete. You sing it, or I'll make you sing it. Hold you down. Sing it. Da 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 da. Louder. We're just slapping him around. Carol, get him off me. Carol, get him off me. <laughs> How about that? Woo! That is big news. That is big news. That's good. It's, Chargers out jumping up and down that they got 50-year-old Khalil Mack. Hey, good for you. We had him. Yeah, maybe Deacon Jones will uh, be available too. But how about that? Dude, the AFC West is insane. The so AFC West is crazy. It is. It is. All of a sudden, you have Russell Wilson. The AFC West is extremely exciting. Yeah, but Khalil Mack, Chargers have had an exciting yeah. offseason. Fuck. You have Khalil Mack. Excuse me. You got Chandler Jones and you got uh, uh, Devontae Ch- Adams, if you're the Raiders. Yeah, huge. And you're just going, oh, this is getting good. This, yeah. is, get, this is getting exciting. And so for the Chargers, they got a big-time corner. They got Khalil Mack. 
they're making things happen. They resign Mike Williams, and then yeah. the Broncos get Russell Wilson. Well, and I think the best news is for all the Charger fans out there, starting with Sean Walchef, who's family, all of these moves happen, and it's going to be such an exciting preseason, September, October, November. But then remember, Sean, they are the Chargers, and you'll have uh, plenty of opportunities to make plans for, for January and uh, you've been traveling with that beautiful family. No problems at all. You won't miss anything in February. They'll be done. <laughs> They'll be done. Because Staley will go for it again on fourth and seven. Right? And Chandler Jones will just get in there. Big play! And that'll do it! Brent will say, jackpot, baby! <laughs> that'll be a win for the Raiders. Oh, my goodness. Super fun. It'll be super fun. All right, so uh, Toronto overall, did it disappoint? Was it exciting? Uh, boy, okay. So I've made this trip a few times, but it's the first time I've made this trip post-COVID. Oh. So if if you're traveling in the States right now, things are relatively mellow. Yeah. Um, but to get across the border and to get up north, like it, it was wild. And so you have to, even if you're, vaccinated, boosted, you've had it, right? You still have to show a negative COVID test and it has to be negative within 48 hours of the flight that will get you across the border. So we don't fly nonstop from San Diego. What I did was flew from San Diego to Charlotte and then Charlotte North. And so everything's fine. I go Thursday, right? Uh, yeah, go Thursday. My, yeah, get it. And everything's cool. And Dave, starting Friday at 6 o'clock in the morning, I start getting emails and text messages from American Airlines that my flight um, out from San Diego to Charlotte is going to be delayed, mechanical issues wherever the plane was originating. And now it's uh, delayed from 12 to 12.15, till 1230 to one o'clock and that hour delay completely closes the window for me to catch my connecting flight and then american tells me but we can get you in at four o'clock saturday afternoon which any other time is no big deal except for now my window for my COVID test is closed yeah so i go scrambling friday to find some place where i can get a covid and by the way i'm gonna give complete prop to these guys over on Balboa, kind of right at Balboa in 805, there's like a Vons there and a bunch of other things. Man, there's a group called AMF Urgent Care. Yeah. I paid 40 bucks. The staff was so insanely nice, and they did it for me while I waited. Okay. And come back negative, get to American Airlines, get all the way down to the airport, and I go in, and man, listen, I know everybody's stressed. I know everybody's tired and beat up Dave I'm just watching people that I would assume are our neighbors here in San Diego and they're just yelling at the people from American and it's like they didn't cause the mechanical yeah. issue what do you want to do hey moron I'm on that flight too yeah you want American to just say hey screw it I know it's mechanical but we got to get this dummy to wherever he's going probably who knows what he's doing in Charlotte so, yeah, ignore the red warning lights, all right? Let's just load everybody up. Let's go. I'm like, I'll wait. I prefer the plane to be safe. But 
Dave, they're just yelling at the agents. And I'm just like, oh, my God. I don't know how they do this. The woman that helped me was so outstanding. She got me into Charlotte on my flight and then got me a connector flight. Yeah. So I got in midnight. I'll tell you the other thing is there's this thing that you use now when you're traveling international. It's called Verifly. And what Verifly does is that you uh, upload your vaccination card you upload your negative test, you upload your passport, and now when you go through customs, US in and and Toronto out, man, it used to be, it could be a 45 minute wait, 50 minutes, I, I didn't wait customs five minutes either place because you just get this green mark and they're like, hey, what are you doing? Nah, just come and hanging out, boom, stamp, see you later. And uh, man, I just, I tried to be polite to everybody and hey, thank you, I hope you're hanging in. But um, so I got up there Friday night, uh, landed at like 1230 local time with our team. Saturday, I did something um, that I we did it for work. And we went to a women's uh, professional game. They have a women's professional league. And it was the Toronto Six playing a team from Boston. And they play in just a small little venue. But they had a really loyal fan base that came out. Dave, I tell you this, Toronto Six... Really, really smart. Probably what the Seals do, what the Sockers do. I'm going to my first Gulls game in two years tomorrow night, so I can't speak for them, but um, really engaging with yeah. the fans. And, and so that was fun. We, we had done a photo op with a few players. So we met them. And then Sunday was the Heritage Classic. This was the point of our trip. So we, we go, and it's an outdoor game in Hamilton at the Hamilton CFL Stadium. And it's a game between the Buffalo Sabres and uh, and the Maple Leafs. Yeah. Outdoor football stadium. So we're like, oh, okay, this is cool. So we we left the hotel 6.30 Sunday morning. And it's cold, man. It's winter. And windy. Really wild wind, right? But we go. We had kind of a, a morning event that was really, really fun. And then we make our way over to the – we have a fan fest that we're a part of outside the stadium, just like Super Bowl, right? And we get over there, Dave, and the weather changed. Oh, Man, full-on blizzard. And it is snowing like crazy, and the wind is swirling, and it is freezing. And I was like, this is outstanding. This is just great. So, yeah, we had so much fun. Um, a bunch of new friends that I have, but we hadn't traveled together at Upper Deck. There were just four of us on the trip. God, we just had so much fun and so much laughs. Uh, our friend Joe Carlo came out, was the photographer for the event. And this maniac, <laughs> it, it feels like it's 80 below. And she's got people jumping up and down and kids are doing things and celebrating. So fun. But um, yeah, and then, and then Monday, you know, we hung out in Toronto. And then Tuesday... Uh, I went down to to Scotiabank Scotia Bank uh, Arena, and uh, you always want to say Scotia, but as locals point out, it's like Nova Scotia. Yeah. So it's Scotia Bank, and uh, I got into the Maple Leafs game uh, Tuesday night. How did that arena look compared to uh, Staples or, or Crypto? Uh, well, the the thing is, they have all the banners hanging. Yeah. So it's all the banners. All the players that they've retired numbers for and Hall of Famers, there's banners hanging, but they all have the player's individual picture on it. 
So those hang above the ice. Then the Stanley Cup championships that they have, they have banners. But the cool thing is, and the guy sitting next to me that I was chatting with goes, hey, man, did you notice what they did was, because the Leafs are one of the original six, for every championship banner, they have a picture of what the cup looked like in that year. Oh, cool. So as you're looking at the banners, you can see the change um, in the Stanley Cup. And then I just I, w- I would say this for anybody, right? If, if you ever get a chance and you find yourself either there, uh, Montreal, I had the same experience at the Bell Center. They're playing the Dallas Stars, and the, the woman comes out to sing the anthem and just does a beautiful version of the Star Spangled Banner. It's just like when I go to a Kings game, the, the people that sing always do a wonderful job of O Canada. But then she got going on O Canada. And, man, I'm telling you, Dave, every voice in the building full of singing. And you're, I don't know what that place seats, right? Yeah. 16, it doesn't matter. Everybody just full voice singing. And it was just so fun and such a great experience to be there. And then... Uh, Who did you see play? I saw the Leafs play uh, Dallas. Dallas, okay. Just curious. In Canada, let's say it's two Canadian teams playing. Did they uh-huh. just do the Canadian national yeah, anthem? Only, yeah, yeah, just like here. Just like we do here. Just yeah. curious. Um, but just uh, incredible. But um, to be there and see that and then, yeah, I mean, flew back. But I go back, I go back uh, June, the week of June 1st, which is just a little bit. And then Atlantic City at the end of July and then back to Toronto first part of November and then uh, a couple more. So, yeah, I'm, I'm not sure. A couple of trips yet to be determined. But, yeah, for, for those of you that travel a lot for work, um, 22 will pick up, and then today they were saying, yeah, get ready, because if things go like they are, yeah, uh, 23 will be pretty active and staying busy. But for me, Dave, there's, there's something about when the guy just fires that stamp on your passport. And there, there was about a year window when they had gotten kind of away from it. And I always just said, hey, I've got kids. And, and this year, like, they would, they would always just kind of be like, oh, okay. And... When I landed on Friday, the guy, I said, hey, man, can I, can I get a stamp? I got kids. And he's like, dude, I'll be right back. Hang tight. You're super cool. And he's like, hey, I fired in a good one. And then the guy, this was like, wow. The guy at U.S. Customs, uh, I'm coming in. I was asking the same thing, right? You got anything to declare? And I uh, said, no, nah, just coming across. The guy just looks at my passport. He goes, welcome home. Bang! And I was like, whoa, look at you. I told him, I go, look at you. So you said yeah, I was like, wow, that was pretty cool. Look at you. I go, I might get back in that line. That kind of fired me up there. But, um, yeah, it was great, Dave. It just, it's such an amazing city and friendships that I made up there and being back after two years and, and being out and part of that, uh, I loved it. The man. weather looked miserable. It looked it like it was cold as fuck. I was it like, was exactly that. I got, my son's going to Toronto in May, and I was That's like, there's no there. fucking t- way I would go before May after watching what you were going through. It looked so gray. And I was like, oh. Exactly. Did you see my, I was, I did a, uh, I did a live Instagram from the ground. No, I didn't see it. Yeah, I did a live Instagram right there, and a, and a bunch of people were jumping in. Oh, 
I couldn't even feel my fingers. <laughs> but to me, David, it, it, it's the it's the motto of this show, and it's nobody remembers the days you yes. stayed home. There you go. And it's everybody out there. Now, what I it felt like a big crowd. They announced it at twenty seven thousand, but and they said it was sold out. Um, but it felt bigger than that, and it was just. The NHL, man, it was a big event. And then they had the Canadian women's team that had won the gold medal came out. They did a flyover. And it was so great circling back um, to, uh, you know, our area where the yeah. fan fest. Because nobody had an idea that there was a flyover coming. And it was reminiscent of Top Gun when he, when he buzzed the tower. Yeah. And all these people were like, I just sit here. Spill my coffee? The hell's going on? But um, no, I just think I think people were just because it's been Ottawa and Ontario and Toronto. They all got hit really, really hard. And one of my favorite neighborhoods is an area called the Beaches. It's a beautiful part of Toronto. And so where I started, I was up in Mississauga, which is up by the airport. From there, we went out to Hamilton where the event was, and people were just, they were wound up, man. They were ready to go and excited and high energy. We went to a couple of restaurants, and, and the wait staff were happy to see everybody again because they, they know immediately you're from the state, so they want to know. Um, my three friends I traveled with, it was their first time, my sixth or fifth, I don't remember. And then, uh, you know, getting back downtown, live music and we went out Saturday which was great until we realized tonight's the night of the time change <laughs> and it's two o'clock in the morning and we have to load up and leave at 6 a.m when actually it's 3 a.m and we're an hour away from the hotel right now but uh but when I got down I went to the beaches yesterday to say goodbye to a couple of friends and man business is boarded up really and People really, really sad. And you're like, okay, the, the ones that I've seen for the first four days put on a really, really brave front. But, um, but, but this is, it's wearing it. And this was a, a part of Toronto where I'd gone a handful of times. And man, you just hear music playing and a lot of mom and pop sidewalk cafes and bustling energy. And it felt really, really sad. Really? And uh, yeah. So I'm hoping when I go back in, in June or when I'm going back in uh, in November that it starts picking up a little bit. But it's an amazing city. It really is. It's an amazing city, and I love going up there, and, and it recharges you. And we'll kind of get into it a little bit later. But it, it was insanely emotional for me, too, uh, for for a different reason, being there. And it, it tied through... Um, Got started on Monday, and then it carried through till Tuesday, and then carried through to today, like, a lot. So as we're, we're kind of getting close to the end. Uh, I'll, I'll tell you that story and just the impact that it had on me. But, it, it, yeah, it was definitely amazing and definitely memorable. Speaking of uh, traveling, a buddy of mine um, was watching uh, his neighbor's dog, yeah, which was, she was out of town and and said, yeah, of course I'll help out, I'll help out this old lady as far as watching her dog. Has done it before in the past. So I'm doing right now when my kids are out of town and their mom, I'm watching their dog. Yeah, well, hopefully your story doesn't kind of go like this. Oh, but this is how, how it went. So he's watching the dog 
And, uh, you know, doing the whole thing where you stop by, you feed the dog, you walk the dog, make sure the dog's good. Yeah. And at the same time, he's texting this girl from Columbia that he's hooking up with. Oh, no. And she says, hey, send me a dick pic. Oh, no. And so while he's, you know, getting his phone ready and getting everything else ready, the lady whose dog is watching writes, how's my dog? He sends her the dick pic. Yay! Right there, baby. (laughs) How's my dog? And a guy sends a picture of his dick. What would would you do? We got to get home. Like right away, like what the fuck's going on uh, uh, that this guy sending dick pics when I just, the only question I asked was, how's my dog? And he sends a dick pic to the wrong person. Oh, Jesus. How embarrassing. <laughs> like what's your response back? <laughs> uh, I'm going to ask you. I'd be super, like if it was me, someone's watching Bama. Do I oh, know? I'm fucking pissed. No, do you I, don't know this person. Okay. Do I know the woman whose dog no, is watching? No, you don't. Okay. God's great. Yeah. But like you're a young guy. I mean, here's a guy in his oh. early 30s, and here's a lady close to 80. Oh, I, how about this? <laughs> Hang on. She's never received a dick pic in her life. I, I did send. I did not send a dick pic, but I did something almost as good that you'll love. This is right up the alley, and will mean a lot to everybody who went to the movie. So I have uh, probably my best friend is a girl named Laura Daly. Laura and I met in 10th grade. San Diego, we dated, we lived together, and we've just stayed insanely close this entire time. Well, Laura has moved to Texas and just got a job, new job, right? Working, and she's super excited because she'd been out of work for a little while. And so I had been sending her messages. Dave, this is unbelievable. 100%. I love that you just dropped her last name. Yeah. Like, oh, shit. No, because so, well, y'all have to. T- no, okay. Because there's so many the times story. you'll talk about people and you go, a friend of mine no. in. But this time it's like, fuck it. Full last name. I have go to ahead. because it ties into the story. So I, I sent her a message on. This was last week. Yeah. I can't believe I didn't tell this on Wednesday. So I sent her a message on Monday. She's super excited. I said, hey, uh, whatever you do, don't steal office supplies. That was Monday. Okay. Tuesday, I write her a message and I said, uh, hey, stop going through everybody else's lunch in the break room. Knock it off, right? So she's, she gets it. Wednesday, I send her a message and I go, hey, stop sniffing highlighters, you fucking weirdo. And I realize as I hit send that I sent it to our friend Laura Kane. <laughs> 15 years Dude, sober. Yeah, the, the attic. Good yeah. job. Jesus <laughs> Christ, you son of a bitch. And Kane goes, what? And I go, oh, fuck. Oh, fuck. And Laura, I go, Laura, my friend Laura Daly just got a new job. And oh Laura God. Kane loved it. Yeah. Thank God. And, and I go, oh, my God. When Laura Daly finds out that I sent this to you. Oh, my God. Because she didn't care about anything me and Dave did. <laughs> uh but she loved the fact that we knew Jeff, Jer, Randy, Tommy. Yeah. And she loved Laura Kane. I told Kane, I go, I'm a complete moron. I'm sorry. And she said, well, tell Laura Daly I love her. And I said hi. Oh, so that's that, cool. Yes. But yeah, the friend of mine who's celebrating, and your friend, celebrating 15 years yeah. sober. Oh, my God. Out of the blue, I just sent her a random text. What a dick move. <laughs> right? Yeah. I would have been better off sending the dick pic. Yes, you would have. 
instead of telling her, hey, stop sniffing. Can you imagine? You're 15 years sober. And her Tommy just had posted this yeah. thing. She just got her coin. Yeah. Are you making light of what she's trying to accomplish, you asshole? <laughs> yeah, and I tell her, can you imagine? Oh, what's Jeff saying? Hey, stop sniffing highlighters, you fucking weirdo. What a jerk. I know. Oh, my God. So awful. So your buddy's much worse. Yes. Um, I but, feel it's the last time I'll be watching that dog. Yeah, I think so, too. Maybe the dog was watching him. Like, get out of here. <laughs> get out of here right now. Oh, my goodness. Hey, I want to mention Dan Williams, Jeff. Dan Williams, of course, is doing great things. Dan Williams, hey, congratulations to him as well. His, his nephew's moved up to AAA with the Padres. That's outstanding. That's big news right there. Dan right now is doing great things. We talk about all the time about the Bar Smart 2-Minute Tuesday, understanding your cost of a debt and what he's trying to do, getting you out of debt and getting you out of uh, your rental property and buying a home, all those great things. Right now, he's made this this cool move right here. You can check it out. I don't know if you had a chance to watch it today. Send it, send it to me. But yeah. it's San Diego Lending, lending.us forward slash inflation. And mm. it's not one of those where he needs your email address or your phone number or anything. This is all free right here from Dan, of course, doing good things for you. It's not going to lock you in. This is one of those. You can just look at it again. San Diego lending.us forward slash inflation. And I'll give you great tips right there that can help you out. Yeah, it, it's just, David, so important. Hey, congratulations to Sam. Fantastic. Yes. Um, and B... With everything going on, no matter what you're trying to buy or what you're trying to get done, you have to have your credit in line in order to do so. And can you imagine now trying to rent an apartment? Can you imagine trying to buy a car? Can you imagine trying to buy a house without a credit score that's through the roof? It's the bank's game at this point. Yeah. And they really have the opportunity to tell you no and and not gamble on you. That's why we invite you to go to the Dave and Jeff Show page, DaveAndJeffShow.com, because there's a link to the videos that Dan has put together, and I think they're beneficial for you. I think they're a great learning tool for your kids. Uh, it's a Calm series, and Dave mentioned it. Uh, he did send it to me. I just haven't had a chance okay. to see it, but I just want to thank Dan for everything he's doing and and providing for you, the listeners. <laughs> Because incredibly beneficial, especially now with gas prices as high as they are. Again, Dan's number is 858-688-6813, 858-688-6813. Talked to Brian Curry just recently. Brian Curry is doing great things as well. Look, it is not easy trying to find that perfect home. Right now, the big question is, who am I going to have sell the home that I'm in? Because right now, the market's at an all-time high. I'm never going to do better than right now. You want the person that's going to get the most amount of money for your home. That's, of course, is Brian Curry. Brian is the guy that helped you find the next place to live. That is everybody's biggest fear right now. Again, Brian's your guy not only for selling your home, but also he's the guy for property management as well. If you need someone to manage your property, call Brian Curry, 619-251-1588, 619-251-1588. You're seeing it like crazy where people are asking a certain amount of money and then it's just being eclipsed and it's being eclipsed. Yeah. By twenty five or fifty or a hundred thousand dollars, which I guess is great if you're the seller, but where do you go if you're the buyer? It's so incredibly frustrating, right? Because it it's a long term play. We look at it right now and you say, Well, what are the prices? What's the market value? But you remember that when you sign that FHA loan or whichever loan you're signing, it's a thirty year loan for yep. the most part. And it's a thirty year commitment to what you're doing. 
So you better make sure that the the play you're making today is the play that you would want to make a year from now or five years from now or 10 years from now. And that's why a guy like Brian is so insanely important to have on your side uh, to help you, whether you are buying and trying to navigate the stormy waters or if you're selling and you want to know, okay, at what point do I say sold and what point do we hold out? Yeah, give Brian a call. Tell him Dave and Jeff sent you. Taylor May Pools, Alan Taylor, standing by to help you find that perfect pool to build for you. All you have to do is call Alan Taylor and say, look, I have an idea of what I want. He will make your idea even that much better. This is what he does for a living. He's been doing it more than 20 years. He's outstanding at what he does. Pools that you just never thought or could imagine before. Alan Taylor will make them become a reality. 619-449-4452. 619-449-4452. Ask about available financing. Yeah, that is huge. And it was fun uh, on Monday. Days kind of run into each other. But Monday, being at the Hall of Fame, the Hockey Hall of Fame, and sending pictures back to my Canadian, uh, our Canadian brother, Alan Taylor. Yeah, I don't know, Dave, that in Mississauga, Ontario, people are thinking about building pools right now. But, man, did you get out and about in San Diego today? That's wow. beautiful. Just absolutely perfect, right? Yes. And, and we talked about it earlier. With gas prices, man, I, I drive around today, and I'm insanely lucky to have a hybrid car. And I'm looking, and I'm like, gas is 6 bucks, yeah. And I'm three-quarter full. Do I, do I fill it today at 30 bucks to put, you know, three gallons in? Holy cow. Well, yeah, I don't see us driving around and, and doing as many things. Uh, so we're probably going to be staying home a lot. Dave mentioned it. The available financing is there. And I got home. So look, I got to make a decision here, okay? I called over to TaylorMade Pools. A lovely Amy answer. I said, hey, how about I do the talking? You do the listening. <laughs> no one's ever said that to her. And it can still talk. Uh, I said, starting tonight until I say when, first 11 people with cash celebrating my trip home, <laughs> get the Trish Stratus pool. You ever seen Trish Stratus from no. the WWE? What is the matter with you? I don't watch wrestling. Dude, it doesn't matter. Trish Stratus, Toronto's own, Dave. Holy Toronto's own. She is. Uh, yeah. She is unbelievable. And Amy said, uh, what was the number? I said, didn't I just say it? Because now I can't remember. What do we say, 11? 11, you said. Yeah, Trish Stratus. Oh, very good. Yeah, out of Toronto. What does she do? She's with the WWE. Okay. And she looks goddamn good. That's what she does all day. That's Did you all see she that does? one? Hey, what's up, Dave? <laughs> what's going on? I know Nikki Benz is from Toronto. Yeah. And 11's her favorite number, she posts on Instagram. Now, hang on, I'll show you this one. <laughs> This one, the caption was, hey, Dave, how's the roster coming along at Benita Vista? <laughs> that one I thought, I thought, you're silly. Get out of here with you're your silly, jokes. Silly cat. Yeah. So first 11, cash only, call Amy and tell her, hey, Jeff said I can get the Trish Stratus pool. I like it. Kyle Fluker, who you want to talk to when it comes to your website. So many people have said, hey, what's Kyle's number again? You guys are listening. You guys understand. Just like Jeff told you, the price of gas is insane. How can yep. I make money from home? Guess what? You just got to have that website. You got to get things going in the right direction. If you're going to have that business from home, there's no one better than Kyle Fluger. 619-500-6621. 619-500-6621. People call me all the time. They're like, hey, 
can you get me in contact with your webmaster? And I do, and I put him there, and it thrills me because so many people, Sean Walchef for one, Julie Brownman, another one, Dave and Jeff show, uh, have used Kyle's services and been thrilled to do so. You will be as well. No matter what you use the web for, it could be e-commerce, continues to be big. Man, I'm seeing more and more companies, uh, Dave, getting into the N NFT, uh, NIL, right? All those different businesses, and you need a website that can match the demand. That's why you need Flugs on your side. Absolutely. All right, here we go. How old are they and how much are they worth? We're going St. Patrick's Day here, March 17th. We got four for you tonight. We're going okay. Rob Kardashian. Rob Kardashian. Uh, I'll say 46. 35. Oh, shit. My apologies. Um, My apologies. I, I mean, clearly not what his sisters have, but was worth some money. Uh, Dave, I'm going to say $7 million. $30 million. Oh, okay, cool. Good for him. Good for him. Rob, he seems like a good dude. Yeah, he seems fine. Yeah. Rob Lowe. Dude, we got in the rabbit hole of watching those direct TV commercials. Yeah. That they pulled off. And the one my sons and I did. Did we mention this a couple of weeks ago? When he was scrawny arms, he couldn't open mayonnaise. God, so funny. I think Rob Lowe is 58. Exactly right. And I'm going to say 40 million. I, uh, 100 million. Oh, dude. Good for I, him. I sat next to Rob Lowe at my very first Laker game. Cool dude? No, he was a dick. Really? Yeah, 1986. I was... I think that's changed, though. He's got a pretty good oh, reputation sure. yeah, now. Yeah, but at the time, that was before he raped that girl in Atlanta, or whatever you want to say. You know, that whole story went shit, shit. Remember yeah. that? This is when he was a big star. St. Elmo's Fire, all the bullshit was going on. Yeah. But uh, I asked him for an autograph for my sister, because she was a Rob Lowe fan. He completely blew me off. I sat him next to him for two and a half hours. Want to help me out? Wow. I, I, got, I went to a fight in Vegas... Uh, again, my old roommate, Laura, I'll give you a good guy on that. Huey Lewis was great. Yeah. And guy you're a big fan of, Dean Cain. <laughs> Signed autographs for Laura. <laughs> Dean Cain always tells everyone that he slept with Brooke Shields. That's always his line. <sighs> sure, Brooke Shields appreciates that. Yeah. Thanks. All right. Well, yeah. Huey right. Lewis was cool. <laughs> what year was this? Oh, dude. 95? Yeah, you're the first guy in fucking nine years to ask for a Huey Lewis autograph. Yeah. That's why he was cool. Yeah, he was great. All right, Kurt Russell, one of your favorites. Oh, awesome. Uh, I'm going to say he's 70. 71. Uh, I'm going to say 80 million. Kurt Russell's 100 million also. Nice. How about that shit? Yeah. There you go. All right, last one, Nat King Cole. Oh, damn. Nat King Cole. I'll say... Say he would have been 97. 103. Oh, he nice. Still did better than I thought. Yeah. Um, Great voice, right? Right. One of the those, man. One of those voices that you say, man, there aren't too many of those. His, right. His daughter was awesome. She's both of them passed. Yeah. He died in his 40s. Yeah, I figured he was young. I'll say uh, 12 million. 27 million. All right. Good for him. There you go. All right, here we go. Five random questions. Okay. Would you rather be the person in the picture or the person taking the picture? Taking the picture. So much fun. <laughs> Especially, we had so many it funny... Is, you know what? It is hard to find you in a picture. When you are in a picture, it's rare. Oh, talk to my dumb friend, Joe Carlo, who took pictures and said uh, all weekend, she had great shots from the uh, Heritage Classic. And she said, all of a sudden, you show up in all of them. I go, well, you're the stalker taking pictures. There you go. They're working. That's A funny. man of the people. 
I'm a man of the people. Yeah, but taking them so much more fun. You? Um, I want to be part of the memory. I want to be, as, oh, like as, as, as you said, that you, you don't remember the, the days you stay home. I want to be part of the memory. Yeah, I like that. Uh, more so with my kids, too, especially. Well, you right? take a lot with your kids. Yeah. But you don't jump in enough with your kids. For me, watching yeah. you on what you do. I'm like, you're going to regret that, I keep thinking. Yeah, probably. Yeah, no, I agree with you. Name one thing that Canada is better at than the United States. Uh, beer. Really? No, I don't know. Um, the IPAs down here are really, really good. I just, um, they do better. You know what they do better, Dave? And I can only speak for this. You like There's, the anthem better? Oh, I wouldn't do that. Not in a military town. You're trying to get the shit beat out of me? What are you doing? Um, the anthem is great in Canada. I'm not going to lie. You know what they have up there that we lack? Manners, man. Yeah. Yeah. Do you, yeah. Can you ever develop the accent? You start saying a boot? I, I don't say a boot. Uh, but again, we talk about, uh, and I'll, she's coming up here in a few minutes. Yeah. You just meet people in your life that impact yeah. you. And, and, and Joe's done that a lot for me, but she did something. We were driving home from the heritage classic and we were talking about, she had been our photographer and, uh, she, yeah, she can't, she can't say anything right. Yeah. And we're driving and she's got this Jeep and we're flying and music's playing. It's just having a blast, right? When you haven't seen a friend in two and a half years, it's cool. And um, she's, she'd taken pictures for, for our team. And she said, so when do you think uh, these pictures will be out to the public? I go, what'd you just say? <laughs> she goes, what? And I go, you can't just shut down so you don't say, Ey. yeah. When you think these would be out to the picture, because she says a boot yeah. and a and all this other shit that you've only seen in the movies, and we laugh for like twenty minutes, and then we get to this. It was so goddamn cold, <laughs> and we get to this dinner, and she goes, "Oh, here you go. Here are your mittens." I go, "I'm not five years old." <laughs> I go, "What are you doing?" I got gloves. Goddamn, Dave! I laughed. Uh, it was it was great, and then, um, but there was a point of the night when she told me that she was going to choke me out right there. The <laughs> <same>. <laughs> but um, yeah, no, it's it's uh, it's the manners yeah. for sure. It, it's yeah, we that's that's the one thing they do better. No, the, there were some good beers up here, but San Diego beers are great. I was in uh, I was in a Kaiser Pharmacy today. I was the okay. next, next guy in line before yeah. I had to move up. And the guy in front of me was an older guy, probably about 70 to 75. And the lady who was helping him out was a shorter Asian lady with a, with a short haircut. Okay. And she asked him a question and he said, no, sir. And he goes, oh my God, I'm so sorry. I never do that. And I went, yeah, you do. We all heard it. <laughs> he called her, sir. Oh boy. And I, oh boy. Yeah. Now he turns around. Yeah. And uh, I just was like shrugged my shoulders like, we heard it. And like I, said, I don't know why. I don't know why What's I said your problem? it. I don't know why I said it. And then she says, sir, are you defending me or are you just causing problems? Oh, I and like I, that. And I got think I'm just causing problems. <laughs> like I, I 100% wasn't defending her. <laughs> I just was like, he's the one that came out and said, I never do that. Yeah, you yeah. do. And then, of course, I had to go up to her and then she pulled the have a nice day. Yeah. And I pulled your line. Don't tell me what to do. Oh, no. So I have the double dick walking out of there. And then uh, the medicine wasn't mine. It was for my wife. And she yeah. goes, you pick up my medicine? I did. And I don't think you're welcome back. No, you're out. Because <laughs> I didn't have to give my name at all. I just had to use her fucking name the entire time. Uh, it's such a busy time for our team. 
And, you know, I've been gone for a week, right? Yeah. And the guys on my team, Jason Hernandez, Nick Kennecke, and Jimmy Hughes, I love these guys, dude. These guys are just, they're outstanding. But it's insanely busy. We have about 9,000 things to do. Yeah. And so there's a point this morning where I look over, and Jimmy's got, like, one of the monitors, and he's got March Madness on. Yeah. And so I, being, you know, and I'm the manager. I go over and go, oh, hey, it's pretty exciting to know we're all caught up. That's great. <laughs> so now, Kenneke and Hernandez, because they're easy laughs, right? They're done. They're done. And Jimmy's like, I'm just, I'm just checking in to see how the tournament's doing. And I don't even look at him. I go, yeah, you just let us all know how Seton Hall's doing. And they're like, oh, my God, this place has been too quiet for a week. Uh, but I, I do it with those guys because yeah. it keeps the room light. And we just have fun, and everybody looks out for each other. But when you're doing it to a stranger, ooh, you're asking. You're yeah, to, yeah know, that's yeah. a slippery slope you tread on. I like that. Oh, my God. <laughs> there you go. All right. So I just asked you, what is Canada better at than the United States? What are the, what's the United States better at than Canada? Oh, oh, I like that. Um, yeah, probably saying our O's. <laughs> um, I like that. I got a uh, win, winning Stanley Cups. That's true. It's better than Toronto. Um, I don't know, mm-hmm. man. It, it's just it's so, yeah, it's so fun. It, it really is. There's. Places you get the chance to go, and you just find yourself during the day. Go, man, this is pretty cool. And it's what I was—I I was saying to the people on our team, and I said it to Joe. I said, "We're all—we're all so busy, yeah, right in life. You're kind of always looking over the person's shoulder, waiting to see who's coming in the room next, instead of just enjoying what you're living." And so that—that's what I was trying to do as much as I could up there. It was great. All right, here we go. Yeah, okay. If you have to choose one of these, what would you rather be? Would you okay. rather be 61 or 16? Oh, I'd take 16. I'd make a lot of changes. Yeah. But 16 today, not 16 when you were 16. No, I got it. Okay. Yeah. I would, oh, God. Yeah. My kids are, are 14. Yeah. You think your kids have it easy? I don't think they have it easy. I think anytime you're that age, there's difficult and challenges that, that come in life. Um. It's it's clearly different, right? Then, yeah. but um, but things were no. I mean, I I think they have the pressures of social media. We didn't have any of that. We just had the pressure of the circle that you ran with. That man, if you're not doing this and that and trying to be an influencer and anything else, no, I I, I think it, and I think Dave. I mean, there was a picture online the other day of showing how much heroin it would take to kill you, how much fentanyl it would yep. take to kill you, and then there's a third one that I'm not familiar with. And and those challenges, that, yeah. that never was an issue for us, right? I mean, the issues for us were probably for anybody listening, was going to high school parties and... Don't get herpes. Yeah, well, don't get drunk and get behind the wheel or fall out of the back of a pickup truck like I did yeah. twice, but... <laughs> um, but um, but no, I I mean, but I just I look at it, I'm so proud of my kids, man. I'm, I really am. They they've worked really hard. They both had great report cards. They're traveling through Guatemala right now with yep. their mom. 
you asked me at the start, hey, how are they doing? Yeah, it's my curious. Son, my son Jack's riding ATVs. Cade yeah. wasn't too sure. Yeah. But Jack's riding, and I'm their mom's sending me videos of it. And I'm like, dude, I would smoke you. And he's like, I will crush you, yeah. right? I'm glad they're having a good time. They're having I a would, blast. I told Jeff before the show started, I go, my older son would probably be fine. My yeah. younger son would have been, what the fuck are we doing here? Yeah, That's what he said. I, We're going to fly all this way. We're, what are we doing here? That's I, what he would have said to me. Uh, Why don't we go to Puerto Rico? Well, they're, and <laughs> That's they're, what Jake would have said. Yeah, they're traveling. They're doing three different parts and three different cities and... They're on shuttles through cobblestone roads. and That's the first time they've like been on a plane, right? Yeah. Wow. They yeah. got a long flight first time. Long flight, and man, it was a red-eye flight, but I really wanted them to protect their mom and, yeah. and take care of her because she does an outstanding job of, of booking these things. And if, if, man, I've done it. When you travel with somebody that's a wet mop, it, it sucks. Yeah. And I just, I really, really pushed on them i said make sure mom leaves with good memories not bad so that's good she said they're having fun there you go a week to go all right if you went to last one if you went to college today as a freshman yeah what would your major be oh uh damn sports management wouldn't would be bad, sports right? management yeah it'd be pretty good god i was thinking of this after i wrote this down like five days ago yeah so i was like ah oh, fuck we got a show coming up on thursday i'm not doing anything right now so i wrote this yeah. question and, dude, I, I couldn't think of anything. And then as you were just talking about uh, media and being an influencer, media is just everywhere right now. Mm-hmm. Like, it almost feels like you can't. I'm not smart enough to go into coding. Like, I wish right. I was smart enough. I wish I had yeah. that engineer brain. I'm not. But Give uh, the patience and the, the attention like span. The, like, okay, here, give you an example. If I gave you from now till a year from right now to come up with a QR code, could you do it? <laughs> no. <laughs> I mean, it seems so crazy, right? right? That's all I did. Yeah. American Airlines to watch movies, QR, QR code. Yeah. Every restaurant, QR code to, to get across customs. It's this QR code. Yeah. yeah. Dave, if you would have asked me how to do it six months ago, I would have been, or probably two years ago, right? We've been yeah. dealing with them for a while. But um, I mean, the fact that you could even go into a grocery store and they just yeah. scan it across that red line and knows exactly that can of soup costs this much money is crazy to me. Yeah. Like, the people that put these together are insane. It's great. And I love they had it at the NHL Fan Fest in yeah. Heritage. They had it at Super Bowl Fan Fest where you go around and they have six or seven different QR codes and you're scanning them and it's kind of like a scavenger hunt. Yeah. Brilliant, man. No. But yeah, whoever designed that. Love it. Amazing. Yeah, I love those guys. No. Yeah, I would probably go into something in, in media just because yeah. it's like there's media everywhere. It doesn't have to be television or radio, but there's obviously if you have a, an interest in, in brand marketing and everything else you're doing, there's something in media everywhere now. Yeah, it's great. Yeah. No, I mean, I how many people you. cut the cord? Absolutely. Absolutely yeah. right. All right, we're back on Sunday. Yeah, hang on. So I, oh, I'm I, sorry. No, it's good. I just, uh, you know, it's funny. I put something out on social media tonight, right? And Fox is going to... F- feel like a douche here in a second which is great uh because i love that kid but he's he's stupid tonight so i get in the car tonight and the first song on spotify was blinding lights yeah by the weekend great song and so for me for this week and especially coming up on sunday uh it's insanely difficult sunday is the third anniversary of the passing of our friend erica lee a lot of you met her dave we look at the picture i can see her right there yeah um at our event that we had on august the 1st of 2018 i told the story that in january of 2018 when i moved out of my house 
it was probably as low as I've ever been in my life. And it, it devastated me, right? I, I felt like I'd let my kids down and so many different things. And Erica came into my life in June of that year. And very, very quickly, we established an insanely close relationship. And, and my problem, Dave, so often when I talk about her is I always fear that I'm making this relationship more than it was. And I just feel that would be such a great disservice to her memory. But I'm so thankful to her mom and her dad and her cousin, Pam, who have said she talked about you in the same manner you talk about her. And nice. that means a lot to me. So, um, you know, she came into my life in June and we got insanely close. In November of 2018, I made my first trip to Toronto. And when I was there, she and I had been for probably five months talking three to four times a day about different business things. What she had done was she was in the process of signing a lease to take over the 25th floor and the 26th floor of the Wilshire Grand Hotel in Los Angeles. The 25th floor was going to be a finance office. And because she's Chinese and Chinese culture, men were separated from women. So the 25th floor would have been all men. 26th floor would have been all women. But it wasn't women in the old school sense of, oh, secretaries or everything else. Yeah. These were all women executives that she had brought in and they were going to be in a variety of different roles. But the other thing that she was going to do was build a podcast studio. And the podcast studio was going to overlook downtown LA. And she she would call me at like, you know, 9.30 in the morning and I'm at Upper Deck and we always took the call. It was kind of a cool thing. And she'd say, what are you doing? Like, I'm at work. What are you doing? She's like, oh, I'm doing the walkthrough at the Wilshire Grand. Do you want to come up and see where your podcast studio is? I'm like, well, I don't really have a job where I can just be like, and I go, plus I'm two and a half hours away. <laughs> so, uh, but we were going to move the show and, and it shows up on social media. Dave and I had talked about it. We were going to move the podcast up there. Lisa Ann was going to be doing a show from there. And a lot of exciting things were going to happen. Uh, at the mid part of November in 2018, um, I'm in Toronto. It's my first trip. It's my last night of the first trip in. And I go downtown and I find myself right outside of Scotiabank Arena. And it's freezing cold late at night. And I'm going to meet a friend for dinner when my phone rings and it's Erica. And she says, hey, do you have a minute to talk? And I said, no, I'm walking in to dinner, but can I call you later? It's like 8.30, so I know it's 5.30 back here. And she stops and she says, having dinner with a man or woman. I was like, what? She's like, you heard me, man or woman. And I go, woman. Ooh! <laughs> and I go, and Dave, I'm, I'm sitting on this wall outside of Scotiabank Arena. I'm freezing my nuts off and I'm laughing so hard. And I said, what the hell happened to you? Ooh, what are you going to do? What are you going to have? What are you going to order? What'd you wear? And I go, are you done? Like, and, but it was just so insanely funny. And so just keep that in mind. So tragically, uh, as we fast forward to March of 2019, I had no idea at that time uh, that just four months later she would be gone. She'd be gone uh, by suicide. So uh, October of 20, you know, anybody who's been 
around suicide had had it impact me and it impacts me to this day. It just, it hurts, man. It hurts and it leaves a void in your system that you can't shake. So in October of 2020, I was at Erica's grave on her birthday. And just insanely, insanely tough for me because I had come out of the the depression that I was fighting. When I met her, she played such a huge part. I think Dave would agree in putting me back together and to not have her there when I was feeling like the guy I wanted to be was incredibly tough. I've talked a lot tonight about my friend Joe Carlo. Joe Carlo is so, I met on that trip, I met her that morning, ironically. Yeah. Um, and she has just been the kind of friend that we all strive to be. So as I was sitting there really struggling in October of 2020, Joe did something that was probably the coolest thing that anybody's ever done for me. And it was all via text um, because it was, I didn't want to take a phone call. And she said, listen, we're going to change the mood. And she said, what I want you to do right now, she goes, the exercise is going to be, it's Erica's birthday and she's here. What are you doing to celebrate? Oh, geez. And so I said, I liked it, Dave. Did you ready for it? Was no, it I wasn't strong? ready for it. But I said, oh, this is kind of cool. And I said, uh, it started with, I said, Joe said, where would you go for dinner? And I said, oh, I said, we go to Dantana's. I said, we go to Dantana's because that would be her kind of room. She would like it and she would probably be up because it's old school and she would be up working the room and I would be enjoying it a lot. And so it was a variety of different stops throughout the night. And then at the end, uh, Joe said, where would you be? And I said, we're at a club. And she said, what song is playing? Tell me the song that's playing right now. And I said, the song that's playing is Blinding Lights. This is why D. Fox should feel like a douche. <laughs> so, uh, Cinco de Mayo last year, uh, there was a car accident. I was in a car accident on the 54. I got hit head on. I had a handful of first responders say to me, including my friend Jim Betancourt, Say, you know, man, uh, you probably shouldn't have walked away from that. That probably, and, and I've said it here, in the moment, I thought I was dead. And I hope I never feel that way again. But as that car, uh, Bronco's coming at me at 70 miles an hour, I was like, oh, shit, this is where it ends right now. So I'm out front of my car, and uh, I'm talking to the CHP. And the CHP said, my ex uh, came to pick me up, and... um guy from the CHP said, hey, man, I'm just letting you know, like, we see these a lot. And the idea that you're standing here is pretty wild. Like, somebody's looking out for you. And I said, yeah, I have a feeling I know who it is. It's either Cheech or Jake or, or Erica. So he said, I, I think you need to go to the hospital and get checked out. And Vita said, yeah, my ex-wife said, uh, Vita said, yeah, we're going right now. We get in the car, and the song that's currently on the radio ends and the next song that plays is Blinding Lights. There you go. And I was like, pretty crazy. Yeah. Uh, Monday, I'm back in Toronto for the first time since November. And I go and I'm just sitting on the wall. I'm sitting on the wall knowing that Sunday is the three-year passing or three-year anniversary of her passing. And it's just really, really hard. You're sitting there and I'm thinking about the void that I live with every day because I miss my friend. And uh, Tuesday night, I decided 
that I was going to go to the Maple Leafs game. And I was super excited to go inside of Scotiabank Arena. I've been outside it, but I wanted to go inside. So I jump on the Game Time app, and I don't know the arena. I've never been there. And it says uh, Section 307, Row 7, 70 bucks, one ticket. I go, fuck it. Okay, I'm in. I buy it. So I go into the arena, and I go upstairs, and I'm like kind of circling around. And I'm realizing, well, this is going to be kind of a cool seat. And now I get to 307, row seven, and uh, I go to the guy. I go, hey, where am I? He goes, oh, dude, you're right there, right in the middle. And I go sit down, and I am directly at center ice. I have, like, the Bob Miller view. Yeah. And I'm like, whoa, holy shit. And 10 seconds later, blinding lights comes on. Look at that. And I, it's on my Instagram. Yeah. I went live on it, and I got the video, and I was sitting there just going, holy fuck, right? Now, look, you can be of the mindset whatever you want to be. It's just for me, being in that moment, it was weird. Today, uh, I told you, there's a lot of changes going on within our company. Uh, added responsibilities, and you sit today with VPs, and they tell you, you know, hey, man, we're thrilled to have you, and this is what we're looking for, and we're excited, and, you know, here's another change that you're going to like and a couple other things, and so it's going to be a really, really fun ride for you, and it's exciting, and congratulations. So uh, friends within the building are, are leaving. They've got brand-new opportunities, but it changes opportunities for me and, and for Jimmy Hughes, and what I posted tonight was, um, you know, I go, my kids are out of town, I'm getting in the car to come down here and I'm thinking about everything that's happened this week and everything that I've been through. And I put on Spotify and I hit shuffle and on that playlist, there's 300 and some songs. And as I get in the car to drive down here, as I'm kind of taking everything in, it comes on again. Wow. And so uh, I will go Saturday to Los Angeles and I will be there with her the anniversary is Sunday, but I feel like, Dave, that's for the family to be there. I'm going to go Saturday. But I just, uh, you know, Dave, you've been through it with your dad. You've been through it with Jake's passing. Jake's passing was not at suicide. But the level of grief, and, and you know, I mentioned uh, Joe, and she said to me the other day, she said, I'm really sorry I made you do that. And I said, don't. I said, because it, I didn't have anything where you go, I feel like I have a connection. And I said, it just shows up in weird places, and it may mean nothing. But for me, it, it brings her in, and, and the timing of it all, and the irony of it all, right, brings yeah. her back for a moment. But then you're reminded by it. And, and I just, when people put things on social media and they say, oh, does anybody have the guts to, to cut and paste this for 10 minutes? I'll tell you this about Erica's passing. She found herself in an incredibly difficult circumstance. She felt like the walls were closing in on her. She had the ability to speak to her family at 4.30 in the afternoon. At 4.30 in the afternoon, her family was worried about her. And they said, are you coming over tonight? She said, I'll see you tonight. They were making her favorite dinner. Yeah. And they talked to her and she said, yes. She was going to a therapy session. She was seeing a therapist to work through some things. 
And they said, we're worried about you. She said, I've got everything covered. She parked her car at a restaurant that used to be owned by a family member in Chinatown, where I'll be Saturday because I do it every year. She put a note on the car uh, in the, on the, on the, above the steering wheel. It said, battery dead, please don't tell. She left her phone and her wallet under the driver's side. Because she's Chinese and insanely polite and manners, and it's part of the culture to always be polite, as I've been told, this isn't me stereotyping, this is what I'm told by the family all the time. She had yoga pants on. She was a beautiful woman and you know, very statuesque. She had a pair of black yoga pants on. And in her front pocket, she put her driver's license and her Kaiser card. Because when she completed what she was set out to do, she didn't want to burden anybody with trying to figure out who she was. She wanted it known right there. She then walked about seven blocks from Chinatown, uh, past a lot of different places where she could have stopped in and called me or a variety of other people that loved her to her soul. And the last block of it walks through a homeless encampment, which if you knew her and loved her like I did and so many did, that to me, she loved everybody, she respected everybody, but to think of that, she walked through a homeless encampment, she climbed over the, the wall at the 101 freeway and jumped to her death. So as much as I see those things on Facebook and it says, oh, do you have the guts to do this? She would have looked at it. She could have looked at it every fucking step. It wouldn't have changed anything. What hopefully changes is what we preach a lot around here, and that is to stay in contact with your friends and remind your friends that you love them and remind your friends that they matter because that's what I tried to do, and unfortunately it didn't sway her decision, but at least when I go to bed tonight and tomorrow night and when I'm sitting there visiting where my friend is now on Saturday, I know that I did everything I could. Her family knows that, but the void in my heart, Dave, gets worse every day. Yeah. It doesn't get better. It doesn't go away. And so, Erica, I love you, and I'll see you Saturday, and I love this audience. All right. We'll be back on Sunday, everybody. Yeah, man.